The Building Freedom Podcast is created by Randy Stanbury, the founder and chief inspiration officer of Four Level Coach. Randy is a best-selling author with 25 years of real-world experience and a load of personal and business development. He will be sharing the tools, strategies, and mindset to help you overcome the most difficult roadblocks. Discover how you can transform your life and your business for greater freedom. Hey everybody, it's Randy Stanbury with Four Level Coach, and this is the Building Freedom Podcast. Today I'll be sharing insights and strategies directly from our Facebook group live for custom home builders. If you are a custom builder or remodeler and want to join the live conversation, head over to our Facebook group by clicking the link in the description of this podcast. Now don't worry if you're a plumber, electrician, painter, landscaper, it does not matter if you're any of the other trades. All of these insights and strategies relate directly to you and your business, I promise you. Now, let's dive right in and join the conversation that's in motion now. Welcome to another episode of the Building Freedom Podcast. If you're listening to this via the podcast, or of course in the Facebook group uh, live stream, if you're listening to it there, it's the Freedom Builders Facebook group. So if you're listening to the podcast and you're getting this recording, um, you know, and you want to jump into the Freedom Builders group, just go to the Facebook Freedom Builders group, uh, request an invite. It's only for custom home builders, renovators, remodelers, and trades out there. We welcome any of you to join, and hopefully we can continue to deliver some uh, some great content that moves the needle for you. This is all about moving the needle. It's not about keeping you small. It's not about just helping you do a little more work. It's about taking you to another level altogether. You know, the business side of the Freedom Builders is Four Level Coach. And Four Level Coach was set up for a purpose. We've been through this many times, but I'll go through it again for those who have not heard it. It's the four different levels of business. And one is having a job in your business. If any of you relate to having a job in your business, we want to help you move to the next level. And the next level is quite simply starting to build a little business where you're starting to add some people and you're starting to uh, create some divisions in it. And you're starting to be able to remove yourself from the tools and you're starting to really create a, a business and not just um, a job where you are inundated with the day-to-day um, where there's a lot of frustration and overwhelm. And quite frankly, there can be a lot of frustration and overwhelm as you're developing a little business too. So um, what we want to help you get to ultimately, and this is the only place we want you to be, is into a scalable business and that's level three. And a scalable business is one that's set up well old machine, running smoothly, leveraging people, creating systems, the systems that are doing their job that we keep improving upon to make this machine work better and better for you. And then of course, level four gets into becoming a sellable business. And we always say that, You may never want to sell your business and you're certainly not thinking about it now, perhaps. But ultimately, if you have a sellable business, you're in a place to remove yourself completely when you want to, as you choose to, you know, week here, month there, whatever it looks like, get some real freedom in your business. And you can do that in the scalable level, but when you become sellable, it's truly in place for you. So so that's kind of, um, you know, where we want people to be and what we help and want 
really what our mission is, our life, our purpose is all about getting people from levels one and two into levels three and four. And if we can get you to three and four, trust me at three and four, you start making a serious living and you start getting some real freedom. The whole point of this is not to just make a bunch of money because we can go out and make a bunch of money. In fact, you guys might be making a bunch of money now, but you're not getting the lifestyle in it. And, and that's where we want to help take that to the next level for you. Absolutely, for sure. Um, so today, we want to jump into uh, step five. Step five of our five-step formula to make all of what we just talked about happen. In order to get to a scalable level, you got to have these five steps in place. I won't go through them again right now, but step five is all about the client acquisition machine. All the other steps, and it's not for any purpose that we put it as step five, but the truth of the matter is at step five, it's a client acquisition machine and you must have that in place or all the other steps really don't mean a whole hell of a lot. You know, and as, as I said, I won't go through it, but I think we need to go through them very quickly. You know, step one being a radical shift in mindset and belief. We know we have to have that off the bat or guys are stuck in where they are. We have to have this shift and really it's about, you know, letting go of everything we think we know about our business and what we do in it. And if we can, help you get to that point, then you're ready for change. You're ready to start embracing what's coming and what's new. And we have to start doing things new. If you want to stay where you are, then keep thinking and believing and keeping strong to what you think about where you are. And we can argue all day long that what we're talking about works or doesn't work. But at the end of the day, if that's your strong point, then we really aren't going to be able to to help you shift. So that's a big point. Um, number two is about leveraging people to free you up in your time. If you are not freed up, you are sucked into the business, will not help you get there. Number three is all about systematizing everything. So you can imagine why the hell do I need to worry about leveraging people and systematizing everything if I don't have this client acquisition machine in place. So a client acquisition machine is critical to requiring or needing any of the above. If we just have a word of mouth system that brings us in business, but it's not taking us to the next level, then we really don't have to get too crazy about systems. We don't have to get too crazy about leveraging people because we may, may never have enough work to really worry about it. And so the client acquisition machine is an absolutely bar none critical piece to this whole thing working. Now, why do we call it a client acquisition machine? Because we can go out and get some clients. We can have a sales process. Um, you know, we can close jobs. We can do a little bit of marketing. But if it's not a machine that works in sync with each other, where all these pieces come together to make this work, then really you've got a sales and marketing process, but you don't have a machine that's working. And it's about getting client acquisition. It's about acquiring new clients in a consistent, predictable manner. How do we go about doing that? So today we're gonna to talk about a number of different client scenarios where we've helped people put this into place and how their lives and businesses have transformed as a result of it. Now we refer to lives transforming, right? Um, lives transform as a result of business. So our goal, our job, our whole purpose, again, is to help people transform their lives. But how do we do that? We do it through your business. 
And as your business transforms, so do you. Of course, as the business grows and you make a whole lot more money, ultimately your life transformed because you've got a lot more resources there at your fingertips. You can start getting those things that you want. And ultimately, your life transforms as a result. But the more important piece is this gift that we get as we grow and as we transform the business, then we as a person gets to transform in the process because we actually have to step up. We have to become better than we were yesterday. We cannot continue being the same person doing the same things and get different results. It never happened. And so this whole client acquisition machine is absolutely critical piece. Um, there is a large checklist that we have to get in place to make that happen. I'm going to go through a number of different pieces, um, try to give some examples along the way of where we've helped guys do that and what the results have been so that we can really paint that picture for yourself, how this will all change, how this will become very, very different in your lives if you can put these pieces into place. All the rest of this thing is useless without this. And so the first, very first piece that we ought to consider is that we're working with this sales funnel. If you're not familiar with a sales funnel, just imagine a funnel where it's bigger at the top and smaller at the bottom, where we have more people coming in at the top and they come through our sales system or our marketing and sales system through the bottom and we get less people coming out the bottom. Our goal is to improve the number of people that come into the top and work our way down to more clients coming out the bottom. And coming out the bottom is not just a client that we do business with, but turning those guys into lifetime clients, turning them into future buyers. Not just future buyers, but also future references where they we continue to nurture that relationship and they put more people in at the top for us. That's so important to this. So the fact is we have to start developing not just word of mouth. Word of mouth will help us. Word of mouth, I've said this a million times, word of mouth will make us a living, but it will not make us a fortune. So is if you're relying on word of mouth in your business, again, it's going to help you. It's going to make you a living, but it will not make you a fortune. We have to start thinking about putting other pieces in place. Now, we may not have a bunch of money to go out and spend on marketing, but there is a lot of different things that we can start doing in the process to make that happen. Now, on the very top of this funnel, if we think of them as different layers or levels of the funnel as it moves down in this piece, the very top bar is about suspects. You know, we want to help clients get more suspects. These are people that we do not know yet than that are beginning to get to know us. Now, how do they get to know us? Well, one is that word of mouth. That's a piece of it. But how are we showing up in the marketplace? What digital marketing are we doing? What traditional marketing are we doing? Do we have a marketing strategy or not? How are people coming in? We have to have to have to have more eyes on the prize. We have to have more eyes hitting our website. We have to have more eyes coming to us. We have to have more people that we can start bringing through this funnel. If we don't have them, the number if in a numbers game, we're not going to actually turn this thing into a machine. So the machine has to filter in and bring a lot of people in through the top. You know, we do that by Google Ads, social media, um, SEO, our SEO is our SEO, the search engine optimization of our website. If you're not familiar with that term, 
Google it, start understanding what that is. Now you don't have to become a marketing expert, that's not what we're talking about. But we have to start considering how are we bringing in new people into our business to be able to create this, uh, this funnel, the system, this machine. The more and more people we bring in, the better. Now, where does it all start? It has to start with a niche in your business. So if you're out there doing everything and we have these conversations every day, the very first thing I ask them, what's your business model? And typically the business model is we do everything. And of course, we're proud of the fact that we can do everything, but is doing everything helping us? Not really, no. We need to be dialing that down and zoning in on something that we're extremely good at, something that we enjoy, something that we want to do, something that makes us the right amount of money. Working with an electrician, and this electrician, he can do everything. I mean, he's an electrician. He can uh, do home wiring, commercial, uh, works with builders. But his real passion and where he wants to work is in the, in the lighting zone. So he, he wants to be a lighting expert. And he is a lighting expert, but the market doesn't know it. So you might be an expert at something, but does the market know you're an expert at something? And so now it's about helping him zone in on how do we get the market to know that you're a lighting expert? Part of the purpose here is that you can charge a hell of a lot more money and turn things over faster. And his whole process of running his business can be slick and, and, and quick to making the right amount of money on those lighting projects. So. We want to emphasize that. Now, we don't want to be marketing that we can do everything, but we want to become something special in the marketplace. Then we can charge a whole lot more money. So it starts with a niche. This client acquisition machine starts really with a niche. What are we really dialed into? Yes, we can do the other work, but what are we want? What do we want to be known for in the marketplace? And don't get caught up and hung up on this whole niche thing. Typically, we get guys going, shit, I'll, I'll lose out on all this other opportunities of the stuff I do. You can continue doing that stuff. But what we really want to do is multiply you in your business. You know, we work with a renovator that got so dialed in, so dialed in with investors that he's now the investor expert in the marketplace in the geographical area where every investor knows this guy and that's all he does. So now he is market, markets himself as... If you do, are not an investor, we do not work for you. Now, why is that important? Is because in an, every investor now knows that this guy is solely focused and understands what they want to do, and therefore will pay them the top dollar for doing the things that they do, and they get projects over and over and over. So that alone, that niche alone, has created an opportunity for an acquisition machine. And now it's about dialing in all the other pieces as we'll try to kind of cover as much of those as I can in this time with you right now. But ultimately, I want this to be a mindset shift of our thinking about what's possible. Why are we out there doing everything when we need to get focused on one thing? Are you a basement expert, bathroom expert? Are you a deck expert? If you're a deck expert or outdoor living spaces expert and you live in the sun belts, Man, can you ever build a business? Now, if you're where we're from and half the year we are not really outside on decks, that may be a difficult go. But we have to look at then, can we make enough money in transition during the summer months or not? So we want to you know, play with and figure out what works for us. But dial in on that niche. That is really the absolute first key to be 
uh, creating your client acquisition machine without it, really difficult to do. So you got your niche. You start thinking about your marketing side. You got these suspects coming in through the top. When they reach out to you, when they call you, when they get an initial contact with you, they become prospects. And those prospects are now what you want to nurture through that funnel. And we want to qualify them, first of all, are they our right client? Are they our right fit? So you've got to know who your avatar is. We refer to them as avatars or your buyer persona or whatever you want to call it. Uh, it is the client that you want to work for. Imagine this client acquisition machine as a vending machine. I think I've talked about this before, but this is Dean Jackson's thing, so I can't take credit for this. But the client vending machine, imagine if you could put uh, X dollars in the machine and every time you did, you could push a button and it spits out the right client for you, your absolute right client. I mean, that's what we want to get dialed in on our marketing. Now, our marketing is going to bring eyes, and when it bring, brings eyes, it's going to bring you to a website. So what is your online presence look like? What's your presence online look like? If it's not good, you're going to lose them right there. They're out of the funnel and gone, and we, they don't come any further down. And so we have to have a website that works, a website that has great content, you know, a, a website that has a lead magnet. Now, what the hell is a lead magnet? A lead magnet is something that a client comes to your website and there's something there that interests them. You know, this one is a good one for, you know, a renovator or a trade or a custom home builder. Imagine if it was the 10 things to avoid when hiring your ideal custom home builder or the three things that, you know, or five things that homeowners don't know about their plumbing that'll scare you, you know, whatever that is and getting into their minds getting into their world. So we go through this thing that's called understanding our avatar. And when we work with guys to understand their avatar and they start really getting into the head of the client, this is when we get into the client's head and we understand them. In order to create this machine, we have to be answering questions for them before they ask. So imagine if you could deliver messages to your client before they ask them and wow, you totally transform their belief in you, their trust in you, because you get them. Now, again, that comes from understanding your client, your niche, who they are, how they think, what they want, what they're fearful of. If we don't know what they're fearful of, how can we possibly understand how to deliver our message, create marketing that speaks to that, but then when we get in front of them and we start going through an initial site visit or a proposal and coming back to them, to sell or try to close a job. How do we do that if we really don't understand the world and what they're thinking, what they're fearful of? So we wanna create that message. And we've talked in the past about this shock and wow sales package. This is a digital package that you send prior to the actual first meeting with the client. So this helps in this whole acquisition machine. There's so many parts and pieces that have to come together. Now again, I don't wanna overwhelm you in this that the, you know, these, all of this, these things, you know, when we work with clients, it's not about, you know, doing this in one swoop and getting it done in the first month. This is uh, a year to two year project, but when's the best time to plant an oak tree? hundred years ago. When's the second best time right now? And so if you want to create your client acquisition machine, the question would be, when's the best time to create a client acquisition machine? Ah, two years ago. When's the second best time right now? 
And so this is to get you starting to think about it. And if your website needs improving, if you need to start working on SEO, thinking about what contents in there, what blogs, what lead magnets you might be able to, to create, this is the working on the business part. But if you're inundated and sucked into the business, you got no time to really work on this at all. So this is the challenge of you guys that are busy as shit, running and running and running and working your ass off and not getting to where you want to go. And it's a shame to see it happen. And I'm really hoping that we can help inspire you guys to really want to say, God, I got to pull myself off a little bit more than I am right now. And I got to start focusing on some of the right pieces that are going to make this happen. And so if we start thinking about moving it through the levels, we've got prospects now coming in. We want to move those prospects into a qualified lead. You know, we don't, every prospect that comes to us is not the right client, but let's not spend a whole lot of time figuring that out. Let's, let's do it right away. So we have to understand on that first phone call, how are we qualifying them? What are the qualifying questions that we should be asking them to wipe them off our map right away so we don't spend any more time than we need to? How much time gets sucked up by chasing something that was never going to be there in the first place if we had it qualified in the, in the beginning? You know, so let's not be running more than we need to be. Let's qualify when we have to. So let's get qualified leads and then let's move those qualified leads into opportunities. How do we move them into an opportunity? We're getting onto the job site. We're now getting an opportunity to, to investigate, to quote, to look at what they want, get the scope of the work, and actually start putting a proposal together. Now, I don't think slapping a proposal together and you get into pricing is something that you should just put together and email back. I think there's a whole, whole lot more we need to be doing there and getting back in front of them is so important. Working with a client last night who has shifted his gears recently, just in the last month here, since January 1st, really, of this year, or January 4th, we want to say on the first Monday of the month, was <clears throat> moving from not charging for quotes into charging for full-on proposals. Now, that's, again, will seem scary to people. It's like, well, shit, I'm going to lose a lot of opportunities if I start doing that. But <clears throat> the truth of the matter, if you're actually charging for the quote, you're going to get rid of the tire kickers you're going to qualify them far better. These are guys that now are serious about working with you. And if they're serious about working with you, the close rate's going to go through the roof because they're now actually in your game. You can charge accordingly for that proposal because the time it takes is astronomical, right? It's huge amount of money. In fact, um, his number was uh, $20,000, he figures, worth of time last year spent on quoting jobs that did not go through. $20,000. Now, if he can make that up and get rid of tire kickers and get the serious ones, total absolute game changer. Part of this whole acquisition machine is one of these steps. Now, do you have to go and start charging for quotes? No, don't have to. That's not part of this whole game. You can do what you want with that. But this is a strategy that works extremely well if you get this thing dialed in, you cannot do that or it makes it far harder to do that if you are short on opportunities, right? If we're short on those number of opportunities we get and we have three or four opportunities as opposed to 20 or 30 opportunities coming at us, man, it's tough to let go of those three or four. You know, we're scrambling to get one or two or three of those 
three or four. We're scrambling to get it. We're probably lowering our price. You know, we're probably fighting for every nickel and dime we can get there. As opposed to when you have 20 and 30 new opportunities coming because you have this machine that's consistently and predictably bringing you suspects up the top and moving them through down to opportunities, man, that's a whole game changer. And in fact, this this guy's got, I think he said 20 projects right now on the go. That's important. 20 projects on the go right now that are potential projects gives them a whole lot different you know, power in the marketplace to do what he needs to do, get an initial quote, estimate level, and if you wanna get into the deep proposal, then we're gonna start charging for that. And that is, uh, you know, again, a fabulous place to be, but you gotta have a number of leads coming in to be able to do that. And then from there, this client acquisition machine, it doesn't just stop there. We have to then close these leads. And to be able to close these leads, um, we have to have a, a proposal system, a sales process. You know, we have to be ready for answering those, you know, those client questions that we hopefully have answered in the beginning before we even met the client through the shock and wow package. But if we haven't done that, we've got to be prepared to do it then. So we have to understand our client before we show up. That's a big part of it, understanding your avatar, really going through those questions, getting those fears and what's in their head, knowing what there is in their head before you show up, critical to closing deals. Having them see you as an expert in the marketplace, having them talking about your unique process. If your unique process is not in your sales presentation somehow, and they don't feel comfortable that you have something like that, then how are you different from anyone else that they're talking to? You know, this is what, what we get back to, you know, your differentiators knowing what makes you different. What are your differentiators that are gonna make a difference to a potential buyer that has now become an opportunity? Now remember, you might have had 50 come in at the top and you're only getting a few out at this point you know, into opportunities, so we now gotta capitalize on those. It's critical to our, if we have spent some dollars, but we've also spent a lot of time, so we don't wanna lose these guys, then we have to close more deals. So what's that gonna take? Unique process is part of the game. Differentiators is part of the game. Are you clear about what makes you different? If you aren't, then you're just like everyone else and you're a commodity and now it's about price and it's not about anything else. And that's where we can't get that price to the right level to be profitable at the end of the day. I don't know how many times last week it was, there was a number of situations where we were dealing with, why am I not making any money in my business? I've got plenty of work, but I'm not making any money. One of the challenges or problems can be that you've got plenty of work or maybe too much, and why, why am I closing these so much? Well, it's because you, your price is too low. Do you understand your actual cost? Because if you don't, then you're not making money on the other end, right? So, so the client acquisition machine has a lot of different moving parts. I'm really only you know covering half of them at this point at least you're getting maybe a perspective and hopefully we're inspiring you to think differently about how you sell close jobs think about your marketing think about your website um, what we haven't talked is the online presence much right so what are your reviews how many reviews do you have do you have a five-star review are the reviews good are you managing your reviews if you've got some reviews in there that haven't been dealt with properly People will look at your reviews. If they read your reviews and they see where there was a problem, but you dealt with it properly and you handled it 
in a manner that makes sense, then you can overcome that bad review by dealing with it properly online. So we have to be into that world now. I mean, unfortunately, you don't have a choice. You know, people are out there and they're talking about us one way or the other. And so when you think about reviews, what we start thinking about is client experience. If your client experience is poor, it's difficult to build a client acquisition machine if you have a shitty client experience, period, end of story. If you're not following up on time, if you're not re re responding, replying, you know, getting quotes back, if you're not doing those things, the experience the client's getting is poor and everything's gonna fall off the table along the way. So we gotta get that stuff dialed in if we're gonna make a true difference. You just have to get that stuff dialed in. Otherwise, this whole thing goes for a shit again. It will not work, right? So along the way, yes, there's a lot of pieces here. Eating this elephant, this is a big elephant to get done, but it's only one step in the overall five steps of getting you into a scalable, sellable business. Now, again, I don't want to overwhelm you. I don't want to scare you. That's not what this is about. It's not about, you know, holy shit, how am I going to get all this stuff done? It's about chunking it down and eating this elephant one bite at a time. And so what are your first bites? If you think about everything we've talked about today, what's my very first bites? What's the one thing I can do this week? What's the one thing I can do next week? And I just go week to week chipping away at this thing to try to, you know, figure it out. Because you won't get to, you know, levels of renovators that go from 500,000 to 5 million and 10x in a two-year span. Now, during that two-year span, the only reason and possibility for them to 10x is because they figured out parts of this client acquisition machine. You know, we've got clients that have 10x in a two-year period. We've got a number of clients that have done that. But the thing is, they're still not fully dialed into this thing. So it's going to take them another year after that to really get dialed in. But as they do that, man, it just gets better and better and better. Now, once the machine is really rocking, that's when the other four steps really start being important, right? If we're not leveraging more people, if we don't have people pipelines, if we don't have the systems in place, we're in real trouble. If our job sites are a mess or our client or our relations with our sub trades is a mess, this thing will fall apart. The client experience will not be good. We cannot stay consistent with it. Things will fall off the table. So we have to keep dialing that stuff in for sure. So again, hoping that we're, we're continuing to open up minds and ideas and thoughts around like, wow, okay, I get parts of that. Maybe I'm not fully dialed into all of it, but I get parts of it. And I know I've got to focus on one thing or another. Some of the very first things is thinking about your reviews and managing those reviews and getting your Google My Business set up where, you know, you're actually visible. If you type your name, your business name dot com or CA or whatever it is into Google, are you coming up? Are you coming up first page? Are you on the, the first page and everything is on that first page? So you are there over and over and over and over. And if you are, then you've likely got some things dialed in properly with your SEO. You've likely got some blogs on your website that starting to help drive some traffic or bring you some new opportunities that you don't have to pay for per se. You know, so what are people looking for? What's your niche? If you don't have a niche, again, real tough, right? So we got to start there. That's a, t that's a big one for people, right? Very difficult to, to shift out of this mindset of I need to do everything. And if I do everything for people, then I'll have a lot more opportunities. 
doesn't work that way. You may have a lot more opportunities, but you're master of very little. You're not known for anything. You're not an expert at one thing. You can't spend marketing dollars precisely. You can't dial in on the right clients. Your avatar is certainly, you know, you can't figure out what that looks like or who that is. You won't understand that person because you're dealing with all kinds of those buyer personas. So everything goes by the wayside when that happens. So, so you, that's absolutely number one, getting that dialed in. And what we haven't really talked much about yet is the after the project, you get the project. So you've turned an opportunity through your whole sales process and you've delivered the message and you got the deal done and you've got it for the right price. You're profitable. You know, you're going to make good money on this thing. And at the end of the day, the job wraps up. How are you then nurturing? And actually, even during the whole opportunity on the job site, we have all kinds of opportunity to improve a client experience. If we can do that, it's going to help your client acquisition machine. Absolutely number one critical factor. But at the end of the job, how are you then nurturing the client? Do you have something set up where you send a thank you note? Do you follow up with some form? Do you get the review? You know, I like clients to not consider any project or job to be done unless they've gotten the review. And do you ask for it once? Do you ask for it once when you wrap up? Or do you ask for it and then you send an email follow-up and then you'll send a text follow-up and then you'll request it later. And then you'll, you know, like this thing, we want more and more of those. We want great opportunities. And then, you know, working with a, uh, a client just this afternoon, who has now dialed that up. He's taken that to another level. And again, this is built over time, right? So this is another guy that's building this for like the last year and a half has been working on his client acquisition machine. And so here he is at this stage and has so many of these pieces, but the piece he's missing right now is the whole nurturing after. And so what he's starting to do is having a short little video done whether you do it with you know your iPhone or your Android phone or or you have a, a, a great video camera set up and put lights and do it all right, you don't need to do all that. You just need to get in front of them and, and have your client give you a testimonial right on site when you're wrapping up and they're happy with the job and they're like blown away. They've walked in and they said, said oh, I mean, like, and, and they're in gratitude mode. They love you. They can't, they can't help but talk about you at that point. That's when we want to capture it immediately. Capture how happy they are. Capture that testimonial on video. If you can get written to, of course, that helps. Get it onto your website. But get that video. And then, of course, we use that video and we use it in different ways. But can we take a number of different videos and can we edit it down into one great video where you got 10, 20, 30 clients all talking great about you, that short little clips that are put into one two-minute video that is just killer. At what level do you want to go? The client acquisition machine has a lot of different factors. And at what level do you want to go? This is about starting at a place, you know, plant the seed. Plant that oak tree, plant that seed, get the seed planted, do one or two things this week, and then get into next week and start watering that seed and start watering that, watering that, keep coming back to it. You'll see it start sprouting, it'll start working. And you build it over time, chunk by chunk. Eat that elephant one bite at a time. Just keep moving forward with it. This is a um, really a never ending process to some degree because even what you've done two years ago to get it started, these first seeds we plant, 
in time will just need to improve. But that's okay. Because it's not about being good or being great in the beginning. Again, Dan Sullivan talks about the 80% approach. Let's get it 80% good, and then let's get it out there. Let's not piss around with trying to get it to, you know, 100% and never move forward and never get anything out to market. You know, let's get it 80% done. Let's get your percentage done. Get it off to somebody that can finish it up. Let's get it good, and then let's improve it later. You know, let's not let great hold us back from moving forward. Great holds us back from moving, period. We're perfectionists. You guys, especially great skilled trades, no doubt have this perfectionism bug in them, right? So if you have this perfectionism bug, do not let that get in the way of you getting things out to market. You've got to get it out. You got to start testing it, see if it's working. And like I say, over time, you'll come back and make big improvements because you've learned more. You've understood more about your clients. You've grown as a person in this thing. The business has evolved. You've got more people to leverage. You've got more time to work on this stuff. So you're going to dial back. Hopefully, in the process, you've created a lot more money. You've created a lot more abundance in your business. So you can now start spending some money, some real money, on the stuff you were doing two years ago. This is an evolving process. Want to start planting again a seed here for, for us to you to hopefully inspire you to say, man, he's on, he's right. I, if I want to get there, I've got to just start doing the right things. I got to start making this happen. Again, I always kind of wrap up and say, if any of this resonates with you and you want help with any of it, you can direct message me. Um, just direct message me, ask me in a chat, go through what's the first step. Where are you at? All I need to know is where are you at and what you're missing. And I'll give you a couple of pointers on first steps. Uh, just direct message me. Reach out. Happy to help on any of that stuff. Whatever you need to get started. And again, if you're listening to this on the Building Freedom podcast and you want to connect with us or join the Facebook group, it's the Freedom Builders Facebook group. And just request an invite and jump on in. That's really it. That's the long and the short of it. We can go a lot deeper with us, but I think without overwhelming and going any further, plant your seeds. Plant your seeds, starts watering it, make this thing start start coming together. And as you get things moving, as you start planting a seed, as you start doing the first thing, um, you'll get momentum. And then momentum will carry you. So don't worry about the whole big thing. Don't worry about the 50 things I gotta do. Just think about one thing. What's the one thing? What's your one thing? And if you want to help you the one thing, again, Shoot me a private message. Happy to help with your one thing, depending on where you're at now. But happy to help. Uh, guys, hopefully that was useful, helpful in some way. Again, private message me for feedback. If I'm hitting the right things or not hitting the right things. Whatever you guys need, I want to be helping and delivering the best I can. Cheers. Have a great week. Uh, enjoy and uh, keep moving forward one step at a time. If you enjoyed today's podcast and would like to learn more about how to get off the hamster wheel of your business, visit us at fulllevelcoach.com forward slash learn more. You can access tools that will help you enjoy more time, money, and freedom in your own business. You can also book a strategy session with our owner and entrepreneur, Randy Stanbury. Thanks for listening.